Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We're back on a Thursday. It is episode 123, and as I discussed before, and as I said before, today will be the episode of Loki, Deep Dive, episode 2. Now, the interesting thing is, when I saw the episode last night, and of course I watched it again this morning, at first I was a little confused. Not confused over the storyline, but confused in terms of the dialogue. There is some heavy heavy dialogue that was very wordy and very articulate and basically I want to say straight to the point but it's one of those episodes that it really got you to think and it got you to think in terms of other perspectives of what goes on with timelines and what goes on when you have to change something even though the end result doesn't make a difference and let's face it Loki was the perfect person to actually test this theory out because no other member of the Avengers could actually say that or even do something for that matter. No other member of the Avengers would ever, ever risk damaging time even though they did go back in time to retrieve the Infinity Stones but that's a neither here say or there because as we know the timekeepers they will it so and that's it still boggles my mind that from that perspective there really is no such thing as free will but then as I thought about it more and more and of, of course I rewatched the episode and I just love first of all Loki god damn I love this show so much now even though it's only two episodes you know maybe I'm getting way too ahead of myself maybe I'm buying into all the hype from Rotten Tomatoes or maybe it's the fact that I actually see a show and it is by far very very good Now, what point was I trying to get at here? Oh, yes. I honestly do believe that there is a theory. I have a theory going on. And in a way, it constitutes, constitutes, contributes to what we're going to talk about today on this episode of the podcast. So that is going to be it. It's going to be the deep dive theory and pretty much where I see where we're going to go from here. As I said before, guys, this is a spoiler not, not, I was about to say spoiler-free. It is a spoiler-filled review. So if you have not seen the episode Loki, if you have not seen episodes 1 and 2, what are you doing here? Go back. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's free. It comes out every Wednesday nights now. Which, by the way, there was actually a news feed that actually went on that said that from now on, all Disney shows that relates to Marvel or whichever the case will be going on on Wednesday nights instead of Friday nights. And I think it has a lot to do with them not competing or interacting with any other special show that would go on on Friday nights. What special shows there may be, I don't know. But but if they feel like Wednesday nights are the best nights and if they can continue to deliver content, honestly, I don't give a damn which night it is. If anything, it gets me to watch it in the middle of the week. It gets me to talk about it the very next day instead of waiting for the weekend. And honestly, I prefer this. I do prefer this because it's what I do, something that I'm looking forward to. We don't always, we don't always have to wait at the end of the weekend to enjoy something. We can enjoy something in the middle of the week. It's fine. It's dandy. It's awesome. 
it is fucking awesome. So, man, I'm, I'm just talking a lot here because I'm just, I'm just very passionate. I just want to get into this right away. So, let me not beat around the bush anymore. Loki, deep dive, theory, my thoughts, and where do I think they're going to go from here. And at the very end, we're going to talk a little bit on Titan Season 3, the trailer that dropped today. Now, let me ask you, who's really excited to see that? Who's really excited to see the return of Titans? I believe it's August 12th, if I'm not mistaken. August 12th or August 16th? I'm 97% sure it's 12th. But let me reiterate my question. Who's really excited for it? All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shout-out to all of the young and new, inspiring, aspiring voice actors and entrepreneurs out there. I understand that it's hard. I've been reading a lot of Twitter feeds. I've been reading a lot of posts in terms of how difficult it is to follow your passion. But at the same time, you can't put 100% into it because you have other obligations and your family and friends and everything else. I completely get that. So my shout-out is to all of you. You know, you've said it, I'm, I'm sure you've said it many times before, where it's hard, it's one of the most difficult things ever, and I can relate, I can relate, but remember, always remember, and maybe you can take this as a motivational sign, or maybe you can take this as a way to truly remember, if other people have done it, you can do it too, it is not a sprint, it is a marathon, the old cliches, and everybody else says the same fucking thing, but, I just want to say this, as a comic book guy, as a military guy, as a martial arts guy, find your motivation. Whatever motivates you, find it, stick to it, write goals, accomplish something related to your passion. It, maybe it doesn't have to be voiceover. Maybe it, be, maybe it could be anything in the world of entrepreneurship. I get it. Find something that motivates you on a daily basis. Continue to keep learning. Continue to keep trying. And... Just don't give up. There's no need to give up on anything. Find whatever passion. If your passion or your motivation is to prove other people wrong, fuck it. Prove other people wrong. If you hate your job so much and you need your job to succeed, do it. But take calculated risks at the same time. There's no need to break the bank for extensive periods of training because I know you still have to feed your family and you still have to look out for yourself. You still have to support yourself in some way. I get that. That is why entrepreneurship, that those types of careers are earned, never given. Okay? So just take it from me. I'm learning. I'm still learning every single day. I'm nowhere near at the level that I am right now, but that I want to be. Not right now, but that I want to be. But you know what? I'm still going forward. It's ever upward. You know what Excelsior, Stanley, he says Excelsior. What does that mean? Ever upward. It's ever upward. Just continue to move on. Continue to go high. Continue to move forward. Continue to jump off that building. You don't land on something sharp, but you land like the superhero landing from Deadpool. You know what I'm talking about. Do what you do for yourself. Just keep going forward. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's go to the deep dive. Loki, episode two. That comes right in a bit.
I'm not gonna lie, throughout the entire time that I was watching the second episode, I just kept thinking to myself, holy shit, this has a lot of DC Legends of Tomorrow's vibe. It really does in a unique perspective, because from the first season of that show on the CW Network, and that was like maybe four or five years ago, I don't remember when it came out exactly, but the concept was nearly the same. It has a lot of similarities, and of, four, and of course, uh, and, of four, and of course, a few key differences. One of the key differences is the fact that, you know, you got the main antagonist, Vandal Savage wreaking havoc upon everything throughout the history of time. And it goes to each specific point in time where he's wreaking havoc, he's changing something, he's destroying something, and it's up to Rip Hunter and his gang of misfits, the outsiders, the outcasts, or whatever the hell you want to call them, to band together and stop him from doing what he's supposed to do, right? Simple concept. We've seen it before, and we get along with it. And we fall in love with the characters, we, we fall in love with their different unique personalities and perspectives, and, you know, it, it's it's almost like it's almost like a scavenger or a detective-type quest with these characters, right? This is continuously different in a very unique case because it depicts Loki as sort of a detective type of person. And you can definitely tell that they're really honing in on that perspective very, very clear. The TVA is brought in to stop variants to ensure that the sacred timeline is protected and preserved. That is their existence, that is what they do, and they want to make sure that nothing ever disrupts that. Well, Loki is now falling into that. But as you can see, as you can see from the very get-go, he has his own agenda. And this comes from the first episode when he touched those Infinity Stones from that desk and realized that they ain't shit. They ain't shit. They realized that the, that the power that controls the TVA is essentially the greatest power in the universe. And what does Loki want? Power. Control. That's what drives him. He wants to rule. He wants to do what, what he was made to do. He was born to rule. According to him, of course, because, again, we have to accept this possibility and reality that free will is not a thing. But that's a conversation for another time. So his main agenda is to control the TVA, right? The TVA's main objective is to stop this alternate version of Loki. And as you saw within the episode, there can be other, so many other different variations and different alternatives to Loki and if there's different alternatives to him of course there's different alternatives to every character no matter who existed if you remember this actually just came to my mind do you remember the one I believe this was an early 2000s films the one with Jet Li and again the concept is simple only very very different where this main antagonist well protagonist but he is the villain this main villain, Jet Li, Yulong, right? Or Yulaw. Yulaw, yes. And he's killing other variations of himself in order to gain massive power so that he could be the one. Until he came face to face with his other guy. With his other half. His other different alteration of him. Sorry if I'm stumbling upon here. I'm trying to make sense of all this. But yeah, so he does that. And again, it's not a concept that we're not known to. So, 
it just reminded me of that. And it, and it's very, very interesting to say the least. Now, back to the episode. So, we have Loki. We have the TVA. He has now joined the TVA. He has now become, even though they never specify it, he is now Detective Loki. Detective Loki and Mobius is putting him to work. They have to find the lead. They have to f- try to stop this evil Loki. They have to try to find a stop him. But how the fuck do they find him? Well, Loki, through his metaphors of the salad and the salt and pepper thing, he realizes that if the end result is all about destruction, then whatever you do before that point hits doesn't mean a thing. There is no variant energy spiking. There is nothing that changes in the timeline. There is nothing. Classic example, a Ragnarok from from Thor 3, the Thor movie, Ragnarok, or any other natural disaster. If something destructive is going to happen to a specific timeline, let's say the age of the dinosaurs, and the meteor has struck, well, you can actually go in and do whatever... I don't suggest you do that if, God forbid, that ever happens. You can literally go in, step on a dinosaur's egg, and none of it matters. None of it makes any difference. No, there are no consequences whatsoever. So Loki realizes that this evil Loki must go to different points of time where there is no variations. There's no inter... I was about to say intergalactic. There are no disturbances within the sacred timeline. Which is very easy for this evil Loki to hop to and from, to and from everywhere. But then we come to the final ending, or the second half of the show. And we come to realize that evil Loki is actually a female. There is a female Loki. A female version of Loki. And I have to say, awesome. Fucking awesome. I am a big fan of female villains. I really am. I was a fan of Hela, and I'm now a fan of Evil Loki. And I was a fan of Wanda, because let's face it, Wanda in WandaVision, she was the villain, or tragic hero, or whatever you want to classify her as, she was the villain of her own story. She even admitted that at one point, Agatha Harkness, eh, not so much, she didn't really do anything for me. Okay, let me rephrase what I said earlier. I like most female villains, not all of them. You know, the ones that are memorable. There's a female Loki. And they finally come face to face. And as I said before, Loki's main objective is to take control over the powerful entity of the entire universe. And take control of the TVA, overthrow the timekeepers. But what is female Loki's agenda? Why is she doing this? Why is she destroying... Well, she is... Not really erupting the sacred timeline, but she's killing off the TVA one by one by one. And I may have a theory, and I'm going to try to make sense of this. I I do apologize moving forward with this episode that if I stumble upon my words or if I'm, you know, not making any sense of this. But I have a theory in terms of why she's doing what she's doing. So as I said earlier, and as it was said in the establishment, even within the episode itself... They exist because the timekeepers make them. Whether it's Mobius being controlled, not controlled, but created by the timekeepers or Loki. Where is he from? Who raised him? The Jotunheim, Odinson, the North God, the uh, Nordic gods. Pretty much everything has happened because the timekeepers allows it to. That's what this show is making us believe. 
which means there's no such thing as t- a free will. Everything has happened because it's supposed to happen. It was made to happen. Everything is predetermined. Therefore, in a way, nothing really matters because eventually how it ends or when it ends, it's up to the timekeepers. Again, this is what this show is expecting us to believe because that's what the show is telling us, which I kind of call a lot of bullshit on it, but I'm not philosophical. So I'm just going to take this at face value, right? Let's take this at face value. What if female Loki, because remember, since the first episode, she's killing off these time variants, but she's not doing anything else. She's really not doing anything else. She's not killing people off left and right, like random innocent people. No, no, no. She's killing off these variants one by one. What if this female Loki realizes that because the timekeepers and because these the the time vari- the variation authority, the time variance authority, the TVA, what if she realizes that they are the main villains and that if they're out of the way, they can finally have their free will. They can finally have and be free from the control of the timekeepers and they can do, they being people in general, can do whatever hell that is they want. And maybe female Loki knows this and wants to get rid of maybe everything. Maybe she understands that maybe nothing matters, like the original Loki understands, nothing matters. So if nothing matters, what's what's it all for? Why do we exist? Why do we continue to live if we're just puppets on strings by these timekeepers, right? So what if she understands that and wants to destroy everything? She, at the, at the ending of the episode, it was very clear, she set off different reset charges to different points of time in the sacred timeline and she wants to reset everything but why does she understand that maybe she's a puppet as well and that she wants to be cut off that she wants to be free that she wants to obliterate everything from the very beginning and other points in time to where we are right now could she be a hero within this own story there's there's a lot of, okay, maybe this is a huge stretch that I'm pulling, but it is a very interesting theory, something to actually think about. Because let's face it, let's look at the last previous two shows, just real quick. Let's go on a little side quest here. Previous two shows. Wanda, tragic hero villain, in my eyes, she was the villain of her own story. Not Agatha Harkness, not, you know, well, there really was no other villain except her, Right? But the antagonist of the show was who? Not Agatha Harkness. You know, not uh, anybody else. Not Mephisto, which people thought would come in and he didn't come in. The antagonist of the entire show from the very beginning was the director for Sword. And the director for Sword was trying to do the right thing. Even though he's the antagonist of the film, of the of the show... He is essentially the hero within that particular story because he was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to cut people out from Wanda's control. We just perceived him to be the bad guy because that is the show's antagonist, even though he is the hero, right? Again, a little bit of a stretch, but bear with me on this. Bear with, bear with. Now we go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not my Captain America, Johnny Walker boy over there. He 
is essentially trying to do the right thing. He's trying to take up the mantle of Captain, uh, uh, Captain, I was about to say Captain Marvel, Captain America. He's trying to take upon the mantle of Captain America and do it in his way. But yet, when he realizes that there are other people that are way stronger, way faster, hooked up on the super soldier serum, he realizes that he's going to have to take that, 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 that bad juju. He wants to, he wants to feel what they feel. As a matter of fact, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. He wants to become better at what he's doing because he realizes that if he had the super soldier serum, that maybe when he went to war in Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever the hell he went to, he could have potentially saved more lives. And he realizes that he cannot be the best version of him without the super soldier serum. So in a way, that hero within that story became a villain. They, There's an old saying. The best villains are the best heroes within their own story, right? I'm not calling Johnny Walker the best, and I'm not calling the director of S.W.O.R.D. the best, okay? They're far from it. Ooh, far from it. But there are a lot of comparisons here, especially with these two shows on Disney+. Plus. I mean, the similarities are there. So let's get back to the female Loki. What could be her main agenda? Could it be that the timekeepers, since they control free will, they control what we do, they say what we do, or, or they create our lives and they create our past, present, and future, could it be possible that they are the real villains of this entire story the whole time and that Lady Loki is just trying to do her best to wipe out everything because nothing fucking matters like Loki established in that particular scene before the volcano erupted? Guys, I think I've stumbled onto something here. Now, as I said, it's a hell of a stretch. I get it. And maybe I'm thinking way too deep into this, but that's why it's called the Deep Dive Episode. You know, but what other possible reason is there? I mean, let's face it. Loki said it himself. Every version, every variation of Loki, no matter how drastically different they are in terms of appearance, in terms of, you know, fingerprint blueprints or whatever people want to call themselves, in terms of life, in terms of physical features, in a way, they all think somewhat similarly. And Loki, throughout his entire life, wanted to rule. Lady Loki may want to do the same thing, but instead of ruling, she wants to destroy. And what better way is there than to destroy everything? To cease the strings from the puppet masters, the timekeepers. Whereas Loki wants to rule over them, Lady Loki wants to destroy them. Boom. Fucking boom. And the fact that we have four more episodes left of this fantastic show, I have to say, if my theory is correct, this is going to be one hell of an epic finale. At least I'm hoping. At least I'm hoping, and we do not get a repeat of what we went through in the first two shows. But I digress. I digress. As of right now, Time will tell. But I know I said a lot about what I thought about in terms of Loki. I'm going to spend a few minutes on Titans Season 3. 
And the show is going to return on August 12th. Season 1, Season 2 is already on HBO Max. So if you have not seen it already, we're going to get the return of Titans. And we're finally going to see the Red Hood on the screen. We're actually going to see Jason Todd being beaten to shit out of the Joker with the crowbar. Because let's face it, that was Jason Todd's original death. And it's fascinating to me on how we're actually stepping into this right away. I thought they were actually going to build time in terms of making seem that Jason Todd... Maybe that the focus would be more on Jason Todd, especially in the second season. But, I don't know, I I reviewed the seasons before and the second season just didn't really do it for me. It, it, It just didn't. But I am going to season three with an open mindset. As I said before, and I've said it many, many times again, if DC wants to go dark, fuck it. Go all the fucking way. If you're going to go dark and separate yourself from Marvel, fucking do it. Fucking do it. But there's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be a major balance towards it. There's got to be some kind of hope factor that we can latch onto, that we can connect to as people, as human beings in general. So... From the trailer that I've seen, we're going to get Red Hood coming back. Nightwing has already been established. I think we're going to get, I'm sure we're going to get Blackfire, which is Starfire's sister. We're probably going to see the return of Wonder Girl, only I don't really know for sure because how do you come back from being electrocuted in that mind? First of all, what a dumb way to go out with, with Wonder Girl. When when she passed, and by the way, slight spoilers for season two. When she died at the end of at the ending of season two, I didn't feel a goddamn thing, and I think it was because I was already mentally burned out from all the bullshit that happens within the second season. I do know Raven gets her power stronger, and hopefully, we get to see my man Beast Boy actually turn into more animals, aside from a tiger and that one scene with the snake. Like, DC, come on. I know you have the money for the CGI benefits and such, but give me give me a break. Uh, a tiger and a snake? It's Beast Boy. He's got to turn into other things. Turn into a bear. Turn into a horse. Turn into a ram. Turn into, you know, something. A fucking little mouse or something. Don't just give us a fucking tiger. A snake. Come on. Fucking come on. I know we're going to get uh, Superboy back. Going to see the good old buddy Crypto. Dawn and Dove. So yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I can say. The the trailer didn't really show me much of anything. And because I think that this show has the potential to do so much better, I think that's why I'm not really talking much about it. But as of right now, time will tell. Time will tell to see what happens next. Titans Season 3 will be coming back August 12th. And... Uh, I guess I'm looking forward to it slash not really, but we'll see what happens with that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I spoke a lot. I know I spoke rapidly, but you have to admit, I think I have stumbled onto something a little bit, a little bit. If you agree with me in any way, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to return to the podcast, if you want to come back on the podcast, if you want to be a new person on the podcast, you know what to do. 
hit me up, Voice of Garcia on my Twitter or Instagram. You can DM me, tweet me, message me, do whatever you want. And if you that's not enough for you, if you want to join our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics, I'm debating about doing a clubhouse a clubhouse meeting. So if you have other obviously if you have Android or iPhone and if you want to go on the clubhouse, I'm thinking about doing a clubhouse where we can talk more about uh Loki, maybe per episode, per episode per episode, and it'll give me a unique perspective on what to talk about for next week's episode. So I'm 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 still having thoughts. I'm I'm still having thoughts. Maybe we don't have to do it for all episodes, maybe we can do it for a season finale, which would be fun. It would be fucking fun. And I know a lot of people won't participate. I get it. You know, maybe a lot of people are not diehard comic book fans. But hey, the more the merrier. The more that we get our minds across, the more that we think about this, the more that we have open discussions about this. And it's fun. It is fun. Last thing I want to talk about before I leave here. I'm debating about going back to New York Comic Con this year again. It is held from October 7th through October 11th. If I do go back, I'm pretty much only going back for a couple of reasons, a couple of reasons only to buy some art books from my favorite comic book colorists and artists. But I don't want to spend too much time on it because, and this is just me personally saying, I've been burned out a lot probably for my last visit. And I think it's because I've gone alone so many times now and I know easily what to expect. Now, there is a chance that my girlfriend may join me, but because this is not her world, chances are she's not going to get overly enthusiastic like I am. So, I'm going to see if there's going to be something a little bit different. Maybe there is someone that I can meet. Maybe if, and I'm no, I'm not going to buy their photograph that's over $100. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 that's too much. But, but, I have met fantastic people there. I have met... I've seen so many great art. The costumes and the cosplays is outstanding. People go all in because they are diehard fanatics. And you know what? More power to them. More power to them. But if I'm going to do the same thing, if I do go back, then I want to go all in too. So I guess my question to you guys is, what should I dress up for this year's Comic-Con if we do go? If we do go. You know, what can we dress up? What 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 are some ideas that we can have? And maybe I'll put a Twitter poll as the time gets closer or maybe around July because that's when the tickets come out. And you can help me in terms of what we should do for this year's Comic-Con alone. So that's pretty much that. Now, as always, ooh, my stomach is doing the rumblies. <laughs> as always, let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And I've said this one before, but you know what? I'll say it again. This one is from Thor, where he says in the third Ragnarok movie, he says, I choose to run towards my problems and not away from them because that is what heroes do. And my reaction to that is this, since I am tying it to what I said in the last podcast episode about Batman not being able to go down on Catwoman because that's not what heroes do. DC Comics, if you're listening to this, listen to your boy over here. Listen to your boy. Find out specifically what your heroes do. I'm just going to end it at that. Guys, have a great weekend. 
Tune in on Monday where we will talk more on all of the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.